0: My name's Karen Thomas, I'm 29 years old, and I'm having a quarter life crisis. (coughs) Join me my friends as we observe, laugh and analyse the issues that we often feel defeated by as 20 to 30 something year olds. Get ready to learn more about this evolving milestone and most importantly, how to embrace the quarter life crisis. Hey you guys, welcome to episode 3 of Embracing the Quarter Life Crisis. I feel like um, I'm starting to pick up a bit of momentum now because I'm starting to receive little bits of constructive feedback which I am going to act on. Um, So firstly, I do apologise for the sound quality. I've not yet mastered um, the full workings and art of Audacity which is the software program that I use to record the podcast and I've not yet invested in a fantastic microphone so please bear with me until further notice I promise you I am getting onto that and it will get done. Secondly I was delighted to receive my first bit of written feedback actually from a high school friend last week. And this was from someone who I've actually not spoken to in years. So that meant a lot to me just for her to acknowledge that we far too often live in this pretense that our lives have to be portrayed as amazing in comparison to our peers. And it was a relief to me. So hearing stuff like that just reinforces this idea that there are a few of us out there who are mentally exhausted from this keeping up with the Joneses on a global scale type mentality. And it's 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 far too much for me at times. So, Terry, thank you very much for that feedback. I greatly appreciate it. Now, moving forward to today's show, I finally get to live up to the opening theme where I invite you to join me and my friends to discuss the issues that we often feel defeated by and how to embrace them. I'm very excited, I'm a tad nervous actually because this, you know, this is the first time that I'll be interviewing someone. So yeah, I'm very excited to have my friend slash guest on the show. Last week I did mention that we would be talking about meditation in a bit more detail and how it can help to stop the noise that everyday life presents with us. So. In order to introduce my first-ever EQLC guest, I'm going to start off with the following quote. For every achievement you make, remember to stop and thank the people who helped you along the way. Now, these words couldn't be truer for this guy. He inspires me on a daily basis, and I think in a 90 degrees of separation kind of way, My current frame of mind is a result of observing this person and knowing that whatever it was that he was doing, I needed to have some of that in my life. And as a result, I think I am very thankful because that's the current headspace in which I'm in and I think that's down to him. I know very few people who literally radiate love, um, much to my envy at times, but it's true. You only have to be in this guy's company for five minutes to to feel that or to pick up that vibe and just to get an idea of the energy that he's actually giving out on a day-to-day basis. I respect and admire his honesty about the need to change if you don't like your current situation. He's both a teacher literally and metaphorically. He uses the word compassion like it's going out of fashion and I'm proud to call him my friend and colleague. Please welcome Mr. Ronan O'Sullivan. Hi.
1: That was, uh, <laughs> thanks, Karen. That's, that was amazingly kind words. I wasn't ready for them. i was um, sitting here. We're sitting here in my house just chilling <laughs> out, and here I am getting these uh, plaudits for just being alive, I guess. And I'm, uh, well, thank you. What can I say? I'm sort of lost for words, which is sort of uh, going to be difficult considering we're doing a, a podcast that inquires words. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm greatly honored to be the very first guest or I guess at all on this show you know my, my friend uh, Karen has done an amazing thing here I've listened to the first two podcasts and I think you know just been it's just been wonderful the way she just has identified issues that I personally have definitely dealt with and didn't know what was wrong and didn't know what to put on it and you know as as she said in her previous podcasts there's no human experience that's unique, and I think most people at some stage in their life go through this. And some people get through it, some people don't. Some people don't even realize they go through it, and then afterwards get through it. You know, so I guess yeah. Thank you for those kind words, and I like I said, I'm honoured to be here.
0: Oh, well, thank you, and all meant from the heart. Now, the reason why I invited you to be my first guest is because I feel like you took me under your spiritual wing, um, so to speak, and. I was trying to actually think from the time at which that occurred. So I was thinking, because I just like to have dates and times in mind. I was thinking, was it the point at which we went to the weekend meditation retreat or did you give me the the Oprah and the Deepak tapes first? I can't remember which order. I gave
1: you the Oprah and Deepak tapes first. Okay. Which someone had previously given to me. Yeah. And that's how it works from what I can remember.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, that would have been when I did actually work it out, that would have been about a good seven or eight months ago. And obviously, meditation is the theme of today's show. But before we actually get on to the meditation, that kind of stuff, one feature that I want to have as part of this podcast is the quote So, I, I did ask um, Ronan to prepare some kind of quote spiration. For you as an audience and for me as the host and just for you to share what that is and what that actually means to you
1: well, I'm gonna as Karen used previously as well I'm just showing you and listen to the show right
0: now,
1: <laughs> which is awesome uh, I'm gonna be greedy and I'm actually gonna steal I uh, have two. one I'm gonna say briefly see me as it's about meditation court says meditation brings wisdom lack of meditation leads ignorance know well what leads you forward and what holds you back and choose the path which leads to wisdom that's the first one but i'm not actually going to elaborate on that i think that makes sense of itself second one which is the quote i actually gave karen is surrender to what is let go of what was and have faith in what will be and for me personally i think that that quote is really apt you know how i came about all these life changes whatever and, and it was that it was a relationship breakdown and you know basically i wasn't accepting my reality and my life was Want of a better word, pretty bad head, etc. You know, and I think the the thing about happiness, you know, or to another podcast which Karen actually put me onto is is uh, called the Pursuit of Happiness, and adventures in happiness, oh, adventures in happiness, adventures in adventures adventures happiness. And happiness, yeah. And it comes from in my head the pursuit of happiness and how we are looking externally and we're not happy because we want more. We're not happy with our situation. You know, literally. Karen and I went to the meditation weekend, Coca-Cola have a bottle that says happiness on it. So therefore happiness is external and you're not accepting your situation, you're, you know, you're. I need a new job, I need a new car, I need a new everything. Whereas if you just stop, stop the wanting and the needing and just be and just accept where you are in a situation and sit with your feelings, then most of the time they work out. 90% of our thoughts are our manifestations of the future. Probably ninety nine percent of them never work out like they do anyway. You know, this time a year and a half ago, I didn't think I'd be sitting in this this house, exact house here, with my friend Karen. I thought I'd have a much different life. And it's only when you embrace it and actually live that life that you can actually be free of of negative thoughts and emotions.
0: Well said. Well said indeed. Now, there's a couple of things that you said within that spiel that I you've almost stolen my thunder and preempted some of my questions, but I I am going to go back to them just so that we can sort of have a bit of um, structure to this. So, obviously, last week I had this big talk and discussion in regards to the four phases of the quarter-life crisis. I want to rewind. I want to pull it in a bit, and I just want to start off by asking you to tell me, or tell the audience, how how it is that you identify with this quarter life crisis and with the concept of it.
1: Very much so, I mean, as you said, it was either the main points in the quarter life crisis was a phase one, was either a dissatisf- dissatisfaction with your job yeah. or a relationship breakdown. Mine was the latter. Yeah. You know, I was uh, a long-term relationship ended. I was uh, supposed to be living the dream in South America and it ended. And literally my whole world as I didn't perceive it fell apart. However, you know, I didn't, previously I, you know, I've had, we've all had relationships, we've all had previous ones. And and there's a famous, really good movie, I like High Fidelity. And uh, the guy talks about being in relationships and it's like jumping from one lily pond to the next and you're just staying above water, but you're not really progressing. And I've done that all my life, I jump from one, birth into the next, to the next relationship, next and really I was just dragging this whole load of baggage around with me all the time and and was just creating more and more baggage and more and more drama. And this time I actually instead of going, wait a second, that's their problem. It's nothing to do with me. You know, I'm perfect. What's the point of, you know, tough crap. They're missing out on my wonderful life. I took a really, really long hard look at myself and realized I didn't like a lot of what I saw. I'm not saying I was essentially a bad person, it's just I had character defects that were very much highlighted and I no longer wanted them in my life to the same degree that they were. Obviously these things, you might never get rid of them, but at least be mindful and aware of them, you know? So that's how I initially got here to this stage.
0: Yeah, okay. Interesting to hear. So again, you mentioned there um, being mindful okay, of your particular circumstances, or being mindful from what I can hear in terms of what you're talking about, being mindful about what's currently causing your state of mind, or how you're reacting to other people. So how would you say, if you're, well, let's, let's even pull it back further. So meditation, because one thing I am aware of, and I said, and I said this last week, that I still feel that when you use that word, depending on who you use the word around or the context in which it's used, I feel there's almost like a taboo aspect of it and people recoil and And I think people have a preconceived idea about what meditation is and I'm trying to explain or advocate the, the fact that I think we've moved way more forward than a lot of people actually expect in terms of meditation so from a modern man such as yourself <laughs> how would you define meditation what, what what does meditation mean to you
1: what does meditation mean to me well I won't be levitating out the window anytime soon you know it's, it's, <laughs> it is practice maybe I might get there one day but it's not <laughs> going to happen today what does meditation mean to me serenity and peace I'm I was listening to uh, Eckhart Tolle the other day he was on about how, if you think about it, we are, he uses this very strong word, I don't know if I agree with it, but we're almost as a sentence to constant noise. We have a life sentence of noise in our heads that never ever shuts up. Mm -hmm. You're constantly thinking about something, you're judging yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not fat enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not poor, you know, whatever. You're constantly judging yourself and you're constantly judging others. And from what I've, my, you know, I've only started really meditating strongly since about September myself, you know. And, and I just have a basically 10 minute daily practice, at least, just 10 minutes generally. And if I meditate on a good day for two minutes, I'm doing well. On a bad day, I might make 10 seconds. And the rest of the time, my head goes off, it wanders. But the, the secret, what I have learned is, don't then criticize your fed for wandering, yeah. just pull it back. I heard a really good, my mate was on about it this morning actually, I was talking to a guy and he said, and I've heard this recently as well, it's like a puppy, you're taking a puppy for a walk and the puppy runs off in one distance and then instead of putting it back and giving out to it, you just call it back, sit it down. But then two seconds later, it's gone again. It's This is what your mind is like. Your mind is like a new puppy on its first walk. And for the first time in my life, my mind has actually slowed down. And now I'm at the stage where I'm like, I'm. if I miss out on meditation for some reason or other, I can actually feel it. There's another great quote. If I miss meditation for one day, I know. If I miss meditation for two days, the people around me knows. And if I miss meditation <laughs> for three days, the world knows. And it's really got to that stage with me. And I had 33 years of my head driving me insane, literally. And now I've got serenity for the first time in my life and I will do anything to hang on to that.
0: Yeah. And to maintain it. I was reading some interesting information and um, last week as well whereby I found out that we have an estimated 70,000 thoughts a day. We have 70,000 thoughts a day and each thought actually creates a physical path in your brain and so what happens is for every time you have a particular thought it almost leaves it open for additional thoughts to come through with more ease. You're almost setting like an indent or a groove. So if you imagine, and this is this is the thing where I make a connection to meditation, if you can imagine, like we're talking about the noise, stopping the noise and all that noise that goes on in our heads on a daily basis, and all the thoughts that are negative, which we all have, and I think it's only natural that we have these negative thoughts, but if you think out of those 70,000 thoughts that we have a day, if half of those are negative, what that does to your general mental state, your general well being, and what you're putting out there as a result. So for me, meditation is about reducing the amount of noise and also trying to, if we are going to make these physical grooves, Indentments, pathways in our brains At least try to make them More positive And i found that Through meditation That I, I think that actually happens With me, or I'd like to think it happens with me Definitely I find myself being a lot more conscious Of my um, Negative thinking More so than what I would have done Again going back a year
1: For sure, it just it's all, I'm really into mindfulness as well, actually. And it, I mean, I, I'm not I just,
0: for, so for people who, let me, again, This I'm thinking now of people who are listening to this and there's all these words that are being thrown out and sometimes they can come across like buzzwords. So again, we've kind of touched on meditation. So meditation, mindfulness, how do they link? How do they connect? How are they different? Are they different?
1: What? Well, what? meditation would probably be more I mean, you can do walking meditations, whatever, but meditation would essentially be sitting still. You don't, you know, traditionally cross-legged, but you can just sit in a chair. You can do it any way you want, you know? You can do it lying down if you want. I personally find I fall asleep. That's that's meditation more so, you know, it would be more traditional, that like that. Whereas mindfulness is just being in the present, because I don't know about you, but I was living my life, not only next week in advance, I was living it probably 10 years in advance, and I was definitely, Definitely, mulling over the the witty response I should have said yesterday, <laughs> the, the resentment I have against so and so for not recognizing the wonderfulness that I am, you know, all about me, really, to be honest. Whereas, whereas now I just try and be in the moment. You know, I was I spent the afternoon making making muffins. And coconut ones, which, yeah, I wouldn't try it. Okay. We won't be going there again. We won't be going there again. I use coconut flour for a friend that's um, anti, or not anti weed, who's allergic to weed at work, and yeah. we we go there, we'll go back. Yeah. I'm off the topic.
0: Okay, but in terms of mindfulness. In terms of mindfulness. Um, so yeah. I'm making these muffins. Yes. Thank you. for <laughs> We'll
1: have uh,
0: Bringing it back.
1: Bringing it back. In terms of mindfulness, I was just making muffins. I wasn't thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow. I wasn't thinking about what I was doing yesterday, this morning. I wasn't thinking about the conversation I had. I wasn't thinking about the amazing gig I saw last night. I was just making muffins. There's this famous saying, be where your hands are. So if your hands are making muffins or your hands are baking, your hands are having a cup of tea, whatever, you're just there, you're present. You're actually in your body at that time, as opposed to your head is somewhere completely different. And that's the thing when you have a an emotion, and the thing about meditation and the thing about mindful meditation, especially, is that you get that moment. I mean, Karen and I were both teachers, and we have lots of moments throughout the day when you get hit by something, and initially, you just want to, you just want to shout at them. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if Karen worked with me previous. I can't remember in the gym. Well no, I,
0: th- I think you were. I think you were in your transitional phase Yes. when I joined the TV I used to program. shout a lot more, <laughs>
1: and now I hardly shout at all. I never shout, actually. I don't see the point. So, But at the same time, there's an initial reaction where I do want to shout, <laughs> it comes to me. It still comes there. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm progress, not perfection, and it gives you that moment of clarity where, number one, you can register your own emotion, take a deep breath and, and calm down. And number two, you can step out of the situation almost and see the insanity that the other person is. You know, if someone's angry or someone's upset, you can't talk to them because yeah. they're literally in a state of insanity, for want of be a better word. Yeah. Tempor- you know, Tempor- temporary, temporary insanity. Temporary reason, be it of emotions, emotions, you know, a bunch of emotions, don't, they're not thinking logically. And I'm not saying I don't still get those feelings. I'm just saying I'm I'm getting slightly better at recognizing when they're, when they're there, number one. And number two, how to negate away from them and somehow be able to think rationally.
0: Yeah, interesting. Thank you very much for that. Last week, I promoted Smiling Mind as what I deem to be, if you like, a beginner's, almost a beginner's app. So for people who are somewhat curious but don't really know much about it and they don't really want to feel like they want to give it a go on their own and they're not necessarily ready to go and attend a class, I suggested Smiling Mind as a pretty good app that you can just download on your phone. I just was wondering, from your point of view, or anything that you would contribute to someone who is in that fit—is where we both have been at the beginning, where we're, we're kind of looking for um, additional materials to support this this new idea, this 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 practice that we want to engage in. Is there anything for someone at that point where you would think, okay, maybe try have a look at this or maybe, you know, do a bit of research on this? Is there any materials or, or any applications or any services of any kind?
1: There's also another one a free app called One Giant Mind, which teaches you meditation also. Other one is, I don't really listen to it anymore, but initially, and I must actually go back and listen, it's just, it takes it's 25 minutes. It's... The Oprah and Deepak, 21 days of meditation. Yeah. Uh, There's different, different concepts. And that's how I initially got into meditation. Because I was doing it for a while. I have done it for about two weeks. And obviously my head was insane. Because the minute I stopped doing, stopped moving, stopped distracting myself, I realized how mental my brain was. And this was a good guide and it, it gave me some references. And it, you know, it was really, really good. Because my friend put me onto it. And it set me on my way and. Initially you need structure you need that yeah. and now I'm able to I still listen to music sometimes It depends on my mood depends yeah. on how much time I have You know it depends you can just listen to some Whatever really something that's not going to distract you. Yeah, if you want to listen to music
0: I think one thing as well that I find quite fascinating and interesting when I first started to sit down and meditate was was the idea of how much is going on in your head I still to this day and you know I can't I hate saying this I suppose No, I hate saying this but it is it's true meditation despite knowing all the benefits of it and I think other people will probably experience this it's a difficult practice it's a very difficult practice and sometimes I actually put it in the same basket as going to the gym and, and to force yourself to sit down and to be still it's it's a challenge, and it's a challenge. That I, all, I I love the challenge, but it is nonetheless still a challenge. And I, I think a lot of people, are, you know, to get your head around that, I would like people to be aware that it, it is a practice. It takes time. It's not something that you can learn overnight. And like you were saying earlier, your mind is designed to wander. Your mind is that puppy dog who just wants to go here, there, and everywhere. And so, over time, learning to control that and learning to control the noise, it's amazing the, the, the outcomes you get, even, you know, whether it's focus or my attention to listen to people now, which is something that I don't think. I've always <laughs> You know, I, don't, I, I, always, I thought I listened and it was, it's only in the last few months now I'm listening that I realise I wasn't listening. So I, I think I can hear people now.
1: I'll interject there because most people when they listen they're only waiting for what they can say. Yes,
0: of course.
1: And I definitely did that as well and I'm I'm that's something I, I try and work on on a daily basis. Yeah. And actually listen. Active listening, I think it's called. Yeah. I could be I could be talking crap. So about meditation, yes and it doesn't have to be, I do 10 minutes, but it doesn't have to be 10 minutes. I mean, initially, yeah. if it's three minutes in the morning, you know, just throughout the day, you get, you're get so you having a stress day at work.
0: Sorry, and I know you probably just had to say, this, this is again, I'm glad you brought this up, what I wanted people to um, listen to. So there's there's meditation and there's the visualization that people get of meditation of someone sitting on a a rug in a temple chanting, um, okay, and then there's the everyday practice of meditation and I think you were just about to go on to to explain how you can actually use and apply meditation in your everyday life
1: exactly yeah. for example last Thursday for some reason my head was wouldn't shut up and I was a bit feeling a bit scattered or whatever and I was having lunch in our in our staff room in in our in our office and those people around me were talking and I just decided I wasn't gonna talk for two minutes and just eat my lunch and focus on my food and that wasn't meditation per se, but that was my way of saying, wait a second here now, I need to slow down and stop because my head is, I'm feeling angst today for some reason. And it was not different from any other day. There was, you know, things going on around me, whatever, but for some reason internally I wasn't relaxed. And then I did that and then I had a, I had a wonderful day afterwards. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, we were only talking prior to this podcast, you know, Karen was on about some of her equipment and how she's just learning it as she goes, and whatever, and it's amazing that she just did that because most people and what we do is we go I can't do that now until I you know I, I can sit cross-legged on the floor and I have to buy my yoga I have to buy my mat and I have to get the music and I have to get incense and I have to have a candle you don't have to have any of these things these things are lovely they add they might they may add to it they may take away from it I don't know everyone's different but what, what you do need to do is just start do two minutes do a minute one day see what happens I would recommend at least maybe three just to get there because it's, it can be actually terrifying because you realize oh my god I'm really hard on myself or a weird thought of you know maybe a lost parent comes up or you know a, an argument you just had and you, you actually realize because you're not distracting yourself how crazy your mind is I mean I've started doing it with some of the students at school and some of them you can see do not like it they don't like sitting still five <laughs> minutes and it's because they, I know why it's because they won't tell me, but I know why it's because you're constantly, us as human beings, you're constantly distracted. We have a phone in our pocket that can give us any information in the world that is just, can be a, a huge source of distraction. You know, it's an amazing tool, but it can also be a, a massive source of distraction. And we don't sit with ourselves, you know, mm. we don't just be.
0: I have so many friends who I actually think are scared to sit with themselves because of the thoughts that will arise or the thoughts that will come up and I think the meditation trying to go from what I think is the stereotype so I know there's a, there's a lot of discussion we know in regards to um, getting to a point of enlightenment and my translation my modern day translation of getting to a point of enlightenment is actually being able to sit in my living room, still watching television and not feeling a drop of anxiety. That, to me, equals enlightenment. So, again, one thing I want to stress, and I'm I'm hoping and I'm sure um, Ronan will agree, that, you know, to, to put the spirituality word out there, I think it's something that you can tailor to your individual needs. And I think sometimes people are a bit worried because they think they have to take it all on board and one good example is when we went to um when we went with the Kadampa Center to that meditation retreat I absolutely loved the majority of it there was one section of it <laughs> now what was that do you know what that was No, well, there
1: was Buddhist chanting which was actual formal practice in the evening and I didn't yeah, exactly. we were, I don't think we were it was free, very. Uh, but, it was very churchy, and I was brought up yeah. in a church. where more or less not.
0: See, to me, know. I I wasn't brought up in a church, but to me, I'm not going to lie. I thought that bit was very cultic, but nonetheless, the whole experience was absolutely amazing, and you know, it was a it was a combination of um, meditation and teachings and and the whole idea of almost not. Having responsibility for a weekend and just knowing that all the activities that you were going to be engaging in were going to be to essentially the benefit of your of your of your mind was was very um, endearing endearing to me.
1: Well, I'm glad you mentioned the word spirituality there. You know because I think us as hum- human beings, I mean, we're literally the problem, the main problem, as far as I'm concerned, and I know it was with me. Is that we're separated from each other yeah. and we're separated from from the world from nature you know we live in houses of made of brick and we, we're separated from each you know the world around us or other people we've got more tools of communication now than we've ever had yet we're worse at communicating yeah. because we don't actually talk to people anymore you don't sit there you don't look someone in the eye you don't you know you yeah. don't have feeling you're you're disconnected from each other and from the universe you know I mean and by being still you let a bit of that in you let a bit of the universe in you let this when you're born a child is born with is infinitely happy when it's born a child is perfect and then what happens is the human ego takes over Mm -hmm. and we block it out and we construct these images of ourselves that in reality none of it's real and then there's loads of different traditions talk about an inner an inner silent watcher and it's the person that observes, you know, it's like if you say, for example, I can't live with myself, that implies that there's two of you. So, therefore, who can't you live with? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's the ego. And my ideal in life would be to eradicate my ego. That's not going to be possible. Number one, I had a pretty high starting point, so <laughs> definitely not going to be possible. Quite
0: a bubble to burst. Yeah, sort
1: of bubble to burst. But the other side is is that. By, being, by doing meditation and, and sitting still, as Karen said, you you get a bit of that, a glimpse, and even if it's only a fraction, for a fraction of a second, you get a glimpse of that, of that real you, the one that's deep inside, the one that dwells inside, and that just pure love and compassion for yourself and everyone around you. And we realize we're not, there's a very famous quote, we're not human beings on a spiritual journey, we're spiritual beings on a human journey. And and that really resonates with me. And when you look around, you have to be, you know, you just get instant compassion for people that we're all, you know, we're suffering through constructs of our own, of our own egos and our own imaginations. And you just have to, when you, you know, do all saying you know, live in someone else's shoes. Don't judge until you walked them while in their shoes and then, then see how the world is, you know.
0: And that's hard. I mean,
1: I judge people all the time.
0: Oh, constantly. You know. And I'll put that out there. That's, that's something that I will say that I'm. Um yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing that. Unfortunately, and I think compassion as a word is something that I haven't really taken into account in my life. Like, I think, I think I have a certain level in the in the profession that we do. I think you have to have a certain level of um, empathy or sympathy. Um, compassion is relatively new to me. Um, compassion, what does what does that
1: even mean? I guess it's just like i said we're we're all part of the same being entity universe you know if you think about it i have just telling karen previously i have a picture just a print off of a the world from space from outer space on my wall and the reason i put that up there i only put it up a few weeks ago was because of all these things that goes on in my head sometimes and i'm you know i'm just going to speak for me personally and you you think that the world is, you know, literally as, is, is, you know, I think it was Red Hen or whatever. The sky's falling in, you know, everything's everything's gone wrong. It was, you know, everything's all over. Poor me! Oh my God, my life is over. You know, whatever. Whereas if you just take a step back and just think of the wonder that that is that is life, and I forgot that for a long time. I, I lost my way for sure, you know, and I'm only starting to to come back to that and and realize how amazing life is and. We are, as David Bowie said, we are made of stars, you know? We are the children of Stardust. I mean, and I was listening to it in the Comedian Comedy Festival. It was a great comedian, it was really funny. He was saying, we should really be going around going, Oh my God! This is absolutely amazing. My fi- you know, I've got fingers. I can talk. I can formulate. I can observe. In, you know, we should literally be living in utopia, whatever. But instead, we're going around going, "Well, you know, John didn't call me back, and I'm really, I'm really upset that he didn't call me back because, you know, I lent him the toaster for like two days, and he, he hasn't dropped it back to my house yet. And he said he was going to give me a fiver, and it's like, oh my God, please help me. But as far as compassion was. You have to realise that we are all the same entity and unfortunately the constraints that we put on ourselves and the, the egos or the things that we construct for ourselves leads us astray from that and you have to realise that everyone wants Yeah. That inner peace and that yeah. inner humanity. and no one wants to be unhappy. Yeah. Your you know, there's a compassionate meditation I do, it's realize that someone else's wish for happiness is just as important as yours and They want to be truly happy. So when you look at someone and they're struggling and they could be really, you know, really mean to you or really, you know, aggressive towards whatever. They're in a, they're not happy. I've I've never been happy when I'm angry. Never. So if someone's really pissed off at you and really angry, fair enough, yes, you have a right to be upset and whatever. But if you can look at it, take a step back and look at it going, imagine how bad they feel right now. They must be and the like place crap.
0: where they're coming from. If this you know, is what they're actually radiating.
1: If this is what they're doing, and yeah. you know, and it's hard, and then there's no way I've, I've, I'm only starting that journey, you know. But just mm. to be able to go to someone, look, mate, we're all in this together, and that's what people forget, you know, we're all in this. Yeah. And we're we're all trying to get, you know, and I won't say get by because I don't think the life is to get by. No, not at all. I think life be. is to be lived.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that in itself is something I've definitely learned over the last year in regards to embracing the the life that we have and being thankful and showing compassion to other people because it's not just me who's suffering, despite the fact that sometimes I think it is, it isn't. Other people suffer and I recognise that and I understand that. Well, I think that I'm actually going to start to wrap up this episode. I am so grateful to have... Mr Ronan O'Sullivan as my first guest. I found myself sat here listening and then thinking, oh crap, I don't know what to ask next because I'm, I'm just listening. See, I'm listening. So yeah, I appreciate you coming on and speaking your wise words. You are definitely a teacher and an inspiration to me and I'm hoping the people who are listening to this show Get to hear that and and get to appreciate where you're coming from, and in regards to your journey and, and meditation and that kind of thing.
1: Thanks, Karen. I literally got to leave my quote. Uh, so let go of what was because for about thirty seconds after I went on about muffins, I was like, why was I why was I doing that? Let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> so. Yes, Karen. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's been a it's been a wonderful experience, and I wish you the absolute best. What you're doing here is an absolute amazing. For all the people that get the opportunity to listen to this and and listen to to you and the wisdom that you bring and the energy you bring and the inspiration to to my life and to the people around you, and for that I thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. All of the resources that we've mentioned on today's show will be linked into my blog page at www.embracetheqlc.com. That's www.embracetheqlc.com. If you feel that there was something that myself or Ronan spoke about or touched on today that you could identify with, even if it's just a smidgen, then please feel free to send me your feedback to eqlc at outlook.com you can also follow me at instagram at embracing the qlc that's embracing the qlc and you can also send a message or leave some feedback on the facebook page which is embracing the quarter life crisis On next week's episode, we're actually going to be looking at the whole concept of social media. So that is certainly something that I have had my ups and downs with and still do to this day. And I want to pick it apart from both a psychological and a social point of view. So that should be really, really interesting. So for now,
1: bye-bye.